buttoned that up. <laughs> I'm very relaxed, as you can tell. I've been stretching. I mean, the boxing is still ground roots. It's just a project, and I th everyone's positive about it. All the stakeholders, but nothing's actually moved yet. So. But that's fine. It's going to be. Well, I mean, I think um, that's the Sabo. We'll, I think. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll certainly will. Um, but nothing's changed from the original concept anyway. But Because we, we initially met um, on a course with varying degrees of unsuccess uh, a couple of times. Yeah, and yeah. then um, <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, this boxing thing kicked off and I was like, fuck. Because, I mean, we have varying degrees of, of the persona people put on. Mm. You know, on particular courses and stuff, yeah. and then you know, uh, not the same. Well, actually, the uh, we put out because being part of the subbranch, and so we say to put out a post going, "Hey, we've subbranch has got a bit of money. We want to get some fucking veteran yeah. ideas in. We don't just want to yeah. tell everyone what's good." And we got, I mean, everyone fucking we don't we don't want to stop people from putting ideas for it, but a lot of them was like, "Hey, can you give me a hundred grand and I'm gonna do write a book or I'm gonna do X?" And I'm like. No, it's it's a, there's no engagement there. That's not exciting, the young veterans. And then your one came in. It was like, um, I mean, the concept. I don't think at the time was even fully polished. No, like, it was just no, saying, no. I want to do some stuff around boxing for veterans. I'm like, that's what we need. Mm. Like, this club's just finished building a, a brand new boxing room. Yeah, the gym's sick. It's like, no, that's, that's made for it, mate. Yeah. Um, but leading on to the concept, we'll call it a concept now, the boxing. But uh, so I. I did a lot of time in the Navy, then transferred to the Army, right? So all up in defence, I did 30-odd years, right, which is fine. I did a few things in between that. I was a cop for a while. and That's and right. Stuff. You were, were you uh, SRG? No, no, I was just a Queensland no, cop. Yeah, yeah. Um, did that. I didn't even finish my probation and ended up back in the Army. Because uh, anyway, that's a long story short. I did a few And I did in that time also – the time I was a cop for, I got out for a couple of years. I ended up in Baghdad doing personal security and all that sort of shit, like most weirdos did back in two thousand four. Um, anyway, I went over. Uh, I was based over in, in the west, and then I came back over here, and then I uh, went long back over here. Then I was diagnosed with cancer. Right? Funny story, actually, and I don't, I don't know if I told you, blokes, uh, but it's, it's it's actually not funny. At all. It's actually absolutely fucked, but. <laughs> I was on, uh, and you guys get it. Um, I was on the, I was on the um, subject one for woe course up at Canungra. Only a couple of years ago, not that long ago, and um, it was all fine. You had to do that to get promoted. I get that, no big deal. And um, we did the BFA, and I was one of the oldest players. I think I was forty nine. There's 50 people on the course, 49. There's a girl on the course. I think she's just a bit older than me. But I was certainly the oldest guy, right? And obviously you pride yourself on smashing all the young blokes and PT, as you should. Yeah, exactly. And I remember the, the BF, they make you do a BFA for the course and, and they still do this day, I have no doubt. And, um, and I did. I still tried to get it up to a 21-year-old, right? I was 49, but, you know. And I... It's a good assessment of where your fitness was because if you can't get a 20, every time you do a VFA, if you can't be a 21-year-old fitness. <laughs> yeah, that's I get true. it some place can't run, right? And you had to get under nine minutes or some shit like that for the run. So I get 9.30. I was like, oh, happy with that, you know, and did all the 50 push-ups, all the sit-ups and all that other. Well, that was it really. And then um, that night, it was like that was on like a Friday night, and I went back to the room. I was laying in bed, feeling good. 
And that night I was going to sleep and I had a stomach ache. I'm going, what the hell is all this about, right? I'm like, fucking stomach ache. Just enough so I couldn't get to sleep. And uh, it was a Thursday night, actually. On the Friday I went over to the RAP and there's a lady over there and I don't know what, she was like the receptionist type lady, worked in the, I said, oh, I had a stomach ache last night. Can I get some of that busker pan? I could see the busker pan on the back, right? And I, she goes, oh, she goes, are you a tingling in your arm? I said, no, no, I'm not having a heart attack. And there was one of the blokes on the course was sitting there and I was going, just busker pan. Can I just get some busker pan? You know? She goes, oh, no, I've got to go talk to someone. And th- there's one of the fellas of the course there who's doing whatever he was doing. And he goes, <laughs> he's from Perth. He's not having a fucking heart attack. You're like, <laughs> 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 These are the things I remember, right? Yeah. I remember that and I said, that's all right, mate. And she went out the back and then she's talking to the doctor. I could hear him clearly. Oh, he's saying this, he's saying that. And when she came back, I said, look, don't worry, I'll go to the shop afterwards. <laughs> That's the army, right? Like, yeah. It is what it is, you know. Anyway, so I went there at the busker pan and it didn't really help. And then I went for a run up, you know, in Canungra, you got those uh, these big hills out there. Yeah, and they yep. call it, uh, you might not have been there. I don't I've know if you've been there. there. Yeah, you go there for a promotion course. Or well, even the BFA track at Canungra is just like this, isn't it? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's got uh, King of the Mountain. And I ran up that and then my stomach ache went away. But then I was pissing the funny colour and stuff like that. And then and in the end, I went to the doctor and I went back to work on the Monday and he goes, uh, one of the blokes on the course, he goes, gee, you look yellow. Oh. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you look yellow. You look like a oompa loompa. And I said, well... All right. And I said to one of my mates on the course, I said, oh, look, yellow. He goes, no, you look great. <laughs> fucking diggers, mate, right? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'm fucking fine. And then another bloke come up and goes, gee, your eyes are yellow. And it was uh, jaundice. And I was like, all right, no worries. And I'm going, fuck, what the fuck would that be? And I went to the doctor and he said, you have jaundice that night. And then for the next, that course went for, I like to say five or six weeks. I don't know. And then I kept getting blood tests trying to take things away. and. They tried to book me into Southport for a, a scan and then they couldn't get it. It was all booked out and then get blood tests and come back two days later. And all the time I was getting yellower and yellower and sicker and sicker and just kept doing all the PT, hurting myself, Googling what could be. Ah, uh, Dr. Google. Yeah. yeah. And Google's just lies and porn, <laughs> right? And first thing come up, you got fucking cancer. And I was like, ah, no way, it's cancer. How could it be cancer? It makes no sense. Right? Yeah. Anyway, long story short, it was pancreatic cancer. So yeah. what's the what's the why did the jaundice come in? Because that's where your liver's mm. is I it? No idea. Well, it's got. I've data dumped all this stuff. Yeah. But at the time, you go, "Holy shit!" You don't think of it because the the cancer was pushing on something. It was stopping the, um, Billy Rubin. Sounds like a cowboy, but Billy Rubin's the stuff that. Uh, your gallbladder and stuff. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't even. I'll be talking shit if I could. And what? Know. What did they say? Like, what was when they say you got cancer? Were oh. you like, ah, oh, fuck, I'll be fine? Or oh no, no, because I, I, I came back from the. This was the last week of the course. So I've been punishing myself physically, and everyone's running away from because they thought I had. Uh, what do you call it? Um, hepatitis. Mm. <laughs> and I was thinking, fuck, I hope it's hepatitis. And I was thinking, how could it be hepatitis? You know, I couldn't. You know. Yeah. And uh, which is, if you're like a mad, you know, getting tattoos and all sorts of shenanigans and eating shit or whatever it is to get hep- hepatitis, I don't know. Like, yeah. But it wasn't that. And uh, I came back 
and the uh, the doctor called me over. He said, "You home from the thing at lunchtime? This is it. Still on course." I said, "Yeah, I'm having watching TV, having lunch." You know, he goes, "All right, I need you to come over here." I was fucking you straight away. Oh, yeah. Fuck. And I went over there, and um, he's a lovely guy. I actually need to reach out to him again. The nicest bloke I've probably ever met. He's just a lovely doctor, the the Canungra doctor. Ah, uh, what's his name? I'm a discussed, I can't remember his name, but I went in there and he, he just showed me the scan. He's going, yeah, it looks like cancer to me. He said, you might need to go home. So I went home that next day and picked up at the airport. Then uh, that was just before Christmas and then I had to wait weeks and weeks before I could get any, because Christmas, every, yeah, right. cancer shuts down over Christmas. Yeah, yeah you know, it doesn't yeah. get any worse. No, it don't get anywhere, nothing happens. And doctors go on holidays and so on and so forth. <laughs> anyway, I so I eventually I got in there, did a couple of surgeries, and they fixed up the, the jaundice thing, and they put a, um, I don't know, they've done all that. And then um, sat down with the surgeon, a doctor, and he basically said, yeah, it's where it is, it's wrapped around uh, the portal vein, which is the main vein, as you probably know, feeding. And then when it gets around there, and that's why this pancreatic cancer is so bad because you catch it too late because of where it is on the body. Mm. And you get, you might even have symptoms, but you don't know it. So some guys get, get, people get sore back. Some people get jaundice. Some people have nothing till it's like spread everywhere, right? But trouble is it gets, if it goes too far, it gets around the portal vein depending on where it starts. And to take it off the portal vein, operation is, is actually very difficult, if not impossible. But there's doctors who can do it depending on, you know, I'm not going to go on that because I don't know. But mm. I know that if it's around the portal vein, and mine was five centimetres, so it was all wrapped around the portal vein. So it's inoperable. There's nothing you can do. And I said, oh, well, what, what do you do? And he goes, well, put you on chemo and then see how we go. And if it shrinks it enough, maybe we can take it away, take it out. Because as we all know, best place for cancer is not in your body. <laughs> right? <laughs> and you can fight it all for years, and people do, but just not you need to take it out of your body get rid of it and throw it in an incinerator and burn it yeah. it's fucking terrible shit you know i was going shit so uh he um i've actually the the the, the what's the name sorry man i can hear you breathing I'm trying to pay attention oh, he's getting excited <laughs> um he uh i'm getting to the point i'm just talking no, about the cancer. Yeah, no. uh anyway long story short i I, I was doing the chemo. The chemo for pancreatic cancer is just shit. All chemo shit, all chemo. Pancreatic cancer, you sit there for seven hours, mate. And I had a thing, you know, operation to put a, a porter cath in there and they used to plug me in like a fucking robot, mate. You sit there for seven hours in the cancer place and the, as you can imagine, the cancer the cancer centre in any place is super exciting and fun. Oh, there's going off, mate. Partying central and... And um, so you're sitting there for seven hours. I started writing a book, actually, which another story. Anyway, <laughs> um, and then uh, and then I found, I found out after a couple of scans, after a couple of cycles of the cancer that had shrunk, and which is great. But I used to do the cancer treatment and then go out and then run up one of the hills of Canberra just to punish myself. Yeah, just because. Yeah. Just because I read somewhere that you punch it through your system. It, makes oh, it work yeah, right. better and i thought well can't kill me any more than it is so i went for a run <laughs> they see him he used to run up mount ainsley in canberra they gave me like this freight train coming you know so who's this weirdo with his shirt off you know 
with shit hanging off him. Anyway, when you when you get the prognosis, was it? Yeah. It was pretty because I, I have no idea mm. what what it is when they say you know the chances of living and, and oh five to eight. So it's, it's probably the one of the worst outcomes for any cancer. Um, and then what's going on? Because you know, obviously, fit, strong, healthy, driven oh, male, yeah, right. And then you get this diagnosis, and obviously, your your you know your career previously is is about going yeah. in and, and doing yeah, things, yeah. and that's your choice. Yeah. And but when they say, "Hey, this is this, and it's going to be a fucking shit mm. run," are, are you making a conscious decision to go, "Yeah, I'm going to fucking fight this"? Or oh, are yeah, there points no, where I, you're just like? Fuck this. Nah, it wasn't at the time I was going, yeah, the only, the only thing that can kill Clay is Clay. Um, because I've had a lot of lucky things before that, you know what I mean, and, and stuff. So I not not once did I feel down on myself, except for once when I was flying back from Gold Coast when I was diagnosed, not diagnosed, but told I got this thing on me pancreas. I had a cry on the plane. That's the only time I had a cry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not like bawling, just a, oh, then, yeah. I, then I thought fucking harden up. I was watching the Queen movie too. It didn't help. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just. <laughs> I'm just, just saying. It doesn't. It's a good no, movie. <laughs> great movie. But um, and after that, then I was like, well, you get on with living or you get on with dying, right? And, and I thought, well, fuck it. I'll just keep fighting. And I, I named me cancer and everything. Mm-hmm. I won't repeat what I named it here, <laughs> but I named it after a special person. Yeah, we had a who, female name too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's a male. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And because um, he was just a cancerous prick in the, for the army, I thought. But anyway, we might go there. But that's what I named me uh, answer. But that that's in itself, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, working in mental health, there's a lot of stories there now about mm. encouraging men that it's okay to cry. I'm like, sometimes. Yeah. I get it sometimes. But there is a point where it's like, there's some shit that you need to actually get, if you got you know, yeah. in a dialogue, or you got mates there that go, mate, you, this is the time when you got to harden the fuck up because you got to keep yeah. moving forward. and It's going to be shit. Oh, it's certainly of all the stuff I've done prior in my life, the, the cancer's the worst, like yeah, hardest, right. mentally, physically, everything, right? And um, and I think I, I've just never been a quitter, right? Not many blokes are really from our line of work, right? Yeah, from what we've we've done before, and that's a fact, right? And I didn't want to get beaten by something I couldn't control either. That's just me. Mm. I think if I was 20, 30 years old, it'd be harder, as happens to a lot of men and women. But for me, I was only 49. And at the stage, I was doing CrossFit as well, right? Don't judge me, but I was. I'm right? going to get, get back into it. <laughs> Did it for a couple of years. And I was the fittest I've been. And I know, I was killing it. CrossFit, I was doing it a couple of days a week, and I was like getting right into it, you know? And then all of a sudden I get hammered with this shit. And I'm going, fuck it, this ain't fair. But then life's not fair, so you get on with it, right? Mm. And I don't know, I just weren't going, I've got, I've got little kids as well, right, and people who love me. And so you, you just got to be around for them, all right? You know, and, uh, and that's, that's, that's your mission in life, no matter who you are. If you've got little kids, that's, that's your mission, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, when you, when you leave defence, the mission to look after those kids. You're still a soldier. I, I don't know. A lot, yeah. a lot of guys struggle, but you got kids. Fucking look after them, mate. That's your mission. Yeah, make Be sure they you're there for them and destroy anybody who gets in their way. Yeah, because yeah. this is something. Well, I mean, we've been doing some uh, research and and creating a couple of courses around uh, mm. you know, the principles of Swiss Eight and recalibrate. Yeah. It's called recalibrate. 
And um, some of that is about values and belief systems and the power of placebo. And it, and it made mm. me think back to, we had a guest on, uh, Professor Charlie Teo, mm. and, and he had gone on and he's saying that there was people that he would get. So he operates on, he gets in trouble because yeah. he's, he's a maverick and he- Yeah, no, but he's-, he's Yeah, and he's he operates- a yep. superhero, mate. Mm. And he operates on people where other doctors don't want to risk their percentage. Mm. You know, like, no, no, I don't want my success percentage to drop down. I'm not going to operate. They can just mm. go and die. And Charlie Teo's like, I'll fucking do it. Yeah. And he said he's seen people over his career that should have got better, that had a, a prognosis that yeah. is beatable, that have just laid down and died. Yep. And in his sin, people, he's like, you are not going to get through this. Like, no. not told them. No, no. And they refused to die. Yeah. This belief that they were going to get better. Yeah. And, and he's like, and they beat it. And, he, yeah. and this, this placebo phenomenon that happens, yeah. it's, it's a real scientific, like there's medical empirical evidence yeah. about it. Yeah. It's positive thinking. And that's, yeah. I reckon it's even up to 50% of my fight is positive thinking easily. Mm. You know, modern medicine. I, had, I was doing natural remedies to all the stuff from a place over in Perth as well, which helped a lot. 100% um, terrible mushroom type drinks and shit. And, <laughs> but it was fantastic that I think it could have been placebo. But I, I reckon 100% the, the positive outlook on everything, not just that, but of everything, you can't go wrong, right? And that's the hardest part. You've got to really struggle. Some people struggle daily to get out of bed just to. But, I don't know. My purpose was my kids, right, to keep going. Mm. And I would have kept going. I would have found another purpose anyway just to stay positive with it. But um, and then I, as bad as the cancer was and as bad as everything was, in the end I got an operation and they took it out and I found out. When you're talking about Charlie Teo, my, my uh, surgeon was Jazz Samra and he's in North Shore here. Um, and he's the same mindset. Like yep. someone said, this is the surgeon you want because he'll operate where others might not, right? Because he's been doing the same thing for years and years and years and years. And uh, fantastic, right? And uh, so he, he saved my life for sure. Um, and, he, you know, he did. <laughs> uh, he came in and said, well, the cancer's isolated, which means it hasn't spread anywhere else, right? Which is a huge win which means it stayed on the pancreas, which usually it goes into the liver or somewhere else. And right? then, then you're in a pickle. And then you're, you're fighting on like Hitler on a couple of fronts, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But, um, and you don't want that, okay? So, so I was lucky there. And, it, and eventually it shrunk enough and he said, I can probably go in now. He said, I'll put you on chemo for a few more cycles and see what happens. And long story short, when he actually did go in, he um, it was all dead gone and then when they do the blood test no evidence of any cancer anywhere fuck yeah and then he uses me as he asked if he used me as a case yeah. study and i said oh yeah if it saved someone else but I, I did a radiation trial as well i was one of the first me and another lady i never met her but over at north sydney and a trial with some radiation which zapped the hell out of it as well i'm assuming no side effects oh well there always is but yeah. um and that's that. And I just got on with it and tried work. I got down about 50 or 58 kilos in the end. Looks yeah, because like we looks saw like you. a bloke with cancer. Well, yeah, we saw yeah. We saw you at the, uh, the footy. The footy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Looking like a – Yeah, you looked ill. Oh, I was <laughs> ill, mate. But, um, but no, I just – they rearranged my tummy and did a thing called a, an operation called a Whipple. And it's eight-hour surgery and they just re – re-plumb everything and take some stuff away and 
to quote the surgeon, throw that in the bucket, throw this in the bucket, you know. And uh and I was yeah, just moving forward. But um and that was sort of twenty nineteen June I had the operation. It was twenty twenty two now. Um and I was sitting around at home feeling sad and sorry of myself one day, as you do. And um I saw a, I don't know if it was Facebook or something like that. It was an advertisement for the Wimp to Warrior, which is a, a cage fighting thing, right? And I thought, oh, I'm not feeling real fit. I was about 60-something kilos. So I gave him a call and said, hey, what's the go with this? And she goes, funny you should ask because tomorrow we've got a, a, a session where you come down and try out and see if you're right. And I thought, oh, she hasn't done anything since the operation. I was buggered, right? Really thin. I'm still thin now, but. And I went down there and gave it a go, and I felt actually muscle memory is amazing. Where do you go? Oh, I'm banging out the push-ups, and I was going, what's going on here? And they like, oh. I said, no, I told them the story. I still had scars on my chest, and, you know. And they're like, oh, all right, no worries. You want to do it? I said, I'll give it a go. And then I ended up uh, training with them for 20-something weeks, and it was one of the best things I ever did. Not just for that period, just for ever, because you're training with all these people you never met before, and it's mixed martial arts. And I, I like boxing, but I was never into other who flung dunk sort of stuff or, or the BJJ and, and shit like that. I just never got into it. Just yeah. smelly men. I didn't want to roll around. And, to be honest with you, right? And uh, we did all that for a cup 20 weeks. And so and in the end, you have a fight in the cage. And, and I was in the cage and I was, I was 50 then. And I um, well, no, 50, 51 or something. And the kid I was fighting... <laughs> He came in. I thought he's got to be at least 25, 26, right? He just turned 21 the week before. And I was like, oh, no, you know, like literally more than half, you know, double yep. his age. And I mean, I actually, he's a great guy. And we used to train together anyway. I never thought I'd be fighting him. You know, I'm fighting him in the cage, but I, I took him to the third round. He got me in a submission because I was too old and cancerous, you know. Was he a big boy? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, same weight as me. Yeah, it's all yeah. weight. Yeah, yeah. But he, he was he was good. Uh and he, he just knew the ground stuff better. And I thought, ah, oh, and I took him down on the last or a minute from the end. And uh, I thought, I'll get you on the ground, hold just if I can keep you on the ground for a minute. Cause I sort of knew it was a minute. But he just sort of got me then he got me in a triangle around the neck and punched the shit out of me. And I'm like, oh, you got me. What can I say? You know what I mean? And but it doesn't didn't matter because we he won, but we both won. Yeah, you know that, what I mean? And everyone who fought on that day who did the training the fight, it was, it was the training, not the fight. The fight was just PT. The, the training, I had harder fights in the training leading up to it. I fought one of the guys who was a, a champion. He had a belt and everything. I had one round with him. Punched the shit out of me, right? But that's all right. But I, I gave him a blood nose, right, or whatever it was, which is fine. But that was harder than fighting that because he just walloped me and, you know. But that's good. You know what I mean? But and no one ever got hurt. You know, everyone goes, oh, you're going to get hurt. Oh, no. Mm. no, no one. You don't get hurt by rolling a knee or something when you're training. But in the fight, no one got knocked out. No one got kicked in the side of the head. or <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it was actually quite good. But like I was saying, nobody, there was no loser really. Like, if anything, I won because he belted up an old man with cancer or had cancer, right? <laughs> Or he got beaten by an old man who had cancer. So that poor bugger was never going to He was done anyway. either way. <laughs> yeah. And he knew that. And I told him that. And I said, I told him where I used to work. And he go, you never heard of it. And I said, credit to you, mate. 
Yeah. I didn't explain it. I didn't say yep. nothing. You know what I mean? Yep. Because some like, oh, geez, you know, but yep. no, and he didn't care. I thought, fucking more power to you, you know? Didn't impress him and he give a shit. This is a fight. This is a fight, you know? This is a fight. And anyway, so that was great. Um, I made a lot of friends out of that. And uh, when I was talking, I was talking to the, it was a bit, it's a big, um, they don't call it Wimpawari now. They call it Alta, A-L-T-A. I haven't had anything to do with them recently, but it's a big franchise all around the world, right? Um, well, America, Australia, uh, I think New Zealand's got one in, in Ireland because that's where the guy started it. And maybe a few other places, I'm not sure. But um, I hit the, the guy up who was the manager. Uh, he's not the owner, but in, here in Sydney. And I said, would you consider just doing a veterans type? Um, veterans only. Same thing, veterans only. Yeah, oh, yeah, great idea. We support veterans. And then, you know, shit happens. You don't hear from them again. Yeah. As you know. Yep. Mm. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, but, but I've got nothing to get. I don't know. Maybe you're busy. Maybe you forgot. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty lazy. I'm not going to go chasing people. <laughs> yeah. And then I thought, you know, I'll just do it myself, you know. And because to go back, that training was great. It's 20-something weeks, though, and you go every morning for five days a week and you get up and it's snowing one morning. You go, what the hell? And then it took you half an hour to warm up. And then when you left the gym in the morning, you felt great. Mm. You're ready to take the day. And it, it helped me with my getting over my illness, you know. And um, anyways... I thought I'd do it myself. So that's when I've come up with this idea for the boxing and I've called it Tribe, right, based on the book by Sebastian Junger, Sebastian Junger, which is a great book. I read it three times. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? I just so simple and you can read it in a day and I, what he's saying is on the money. It's all about the tribe. It depends what your tribe is. It doesn't really matter. So I was talking earlier about the family. That's your tribe. That's your immediate fucking tribe. That's how tribe started. It was a family thing. As family, another family comes in, the tribe gets bigger, right? But you look after the tribe, number one. And that's what we did in the army or defence force. We'll say defence force, keep it all fair, right? Get them in the, get them in the ring, yeah, yeah. But, but in the army, that was your tribe. And when guys leave, it, it's a hard struggle for everyone. I'm still struggling, mate. Yep. I'm struggling every day on it because I just, 30 years of defense, so just, that's a lifetime, right? So, but if you have something that brings people together, which is, uh, I might say martial arts, but uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, a conflict or? Uh, no, combat sport, yep. Yep. right? That's what I was talking about. But boxing, kickboxing, whatever it might be, and you train together, and then at the end you fight another tribe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. So I've come up with the concept. You've got three tribes, um, two in Canberra and one down in Sydney, six fighters per tribe or six people in the tribe, six fighters, all veterans, have to be a veteran, not serving because I think in this day and age it would be too hard to get someone to put their hand up the box because oh, you, couldn't get it signed you, might, off you might upset somebody and, and something. <laughs> I don't know. But um, – no, he's spot on. Yeah, you know you, what I mean? Yeah. You, can't, and, uh, you can't teach soldiers to throw punches. No, That's you too can't, violent. You, you can't, especially grants, you know. Yeah. Like, these are boxing nights. You know, well, you can't do that anymore. Someone will get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And then like, this is the concept anyway. Um, that gym fights that gym and that gym will fight that gym. We just all come together on one night with the six, 12, 18 people to fight, what's that, nine, nine fights in the night, if we can get the right weight 
that skill ratios, mm. you know, because it's all going to be it's all amateur boxing, just boxing. I tried MMA at start, but it's hard to find an MMA trainer, and then you want someone who's super credible. Boxing coaches are dime a dozen, right? So I've gone to uh, two gyms in Canberra. They're on board. They think it's great. I'm actually got to get back to them next week, and um, and they'll train the six people in their gym Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, whatever works for them. And that's their tribe. And by the end of the 12 weeks, once they're sparring with each other, it'll be like that. And you would have lost weight if you're looking to lose weight. You're certainly going to be fitter because being a veteran, you want to hope you're working on your fitness in the meantime, knowing that at the end of the 12 weeks, you, you're going to get the shit kicked out, punched out of you or not, right? Yeah. There's a chance that you might if you're yep. not fit. You might not last the first round going, gee, I wish I'd done more cardio. Everyone does that anyway. That's what happens. You don't do enough cardio in the boxing, right? So. And then with the end state being a fight, like a black tie event at where we decide like at the Hellenic Club in Canberra because the two gyms are in Canberra. This is just a pilot thing anyway. Um, Hellenic Club's fine. They're all on board because they host fights there all the time. And it's just easy for them to get a cage in there, not a cage, a ring rather, and um, at the tables out. And this is what they do, you know. And people want to come watch their loved one fight, you just pay whatever it is, three-course meal, watch people fight, and then between each fight or every second fight, we'll have a um, uh, an auction for something. Could be a, I don't know, a signed Canberra Raiders jersey or something like that. And stuff like that people will give us yeah. the auction, I, I have no doubt. Um, and then all the money goes back to you guys. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> The concept, I love the concept, mate, and I'm, I'm obviously – And that's it in a nutshell, but yes. Yeah, so. I'm going to put my hand up with one of the fighters Do up it. here. And, um, oh, you've the, done it now. You've said it on air. Well, no, I'm, I'm keen, mate, because it, ticks, it ticks all the boxes. Yeah. Eh? Purpose is obviously the big one that, yeah. that you were talking about originally and then tribe, bringing mm. people together. The big thing I've been struggling with lately is like finding something – half of what we preach is you need to find something to train for. Mm. Like, like if, you, if you're struggling for purpose, find a reason. It's exactly. Find, find something that you've got to test yourself. Yeah. It's going to take a couple of months to train for it and then go and train for that. And I was like, I'm like, I, I can't get excited about long distance runs or fun no. runs and shit anymore. I'm like, I mean, it sounds ironic. Like I'm yeah. okay to go and get in a fight, but yeah. running hurts my legs too much. Mm. So I don't, I don't want to hurt my knees. I'm no. happy to get punched in the face. I just don't <laughs> want to hurt my knees anymore. Yeah. And and it's not exciting. And then I was like, oh fuck! If I just the only thing that was turning me off this was like I've, I've had too many concussions in yeah. the past. Um. But then I was like, we were talking to Mex about it yesterday. I'm like, to be honest, like, what's one more? Here we are. Famous last you words. Probably won't even get. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's hard. Yeah. It won't unless you. I don't know. But, but I, that's why we train, and that's why exactly. you're trying to avoid it. But you got headgear on, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's got you've got to have risk in it. I think that's why people are going to find it's it the attractive. Risk. Yeah. I mean, people. People like yoga. You still do yoga, and just blokes. Just I want to say blokes. I mean. Men and women just want to get out of their comfort zone. And if I can get one or two people do this who have never done anything like that in their lives, I don't care what background you're from in defense. I don't care if you did four years and got out 30 years ago and you want to lose some weight and you never thrown a punch in your life. That's the people we want. Yeah. And just gets them back on track and, and makes them, you know, or blokes like you who's already fit, but you want to learn some more skills. And we've got the great trainers to teach you. And then we'll find a bloke that you're going to find yeah. who's going to be just as good and fit as you. Yeah. I mean, I, I love And you just go hammer and tongs, you know, or not. It doesn't matter. But the purpose is 
is everything. It's well, purpose. It's, and it's got real world consequences. Yeah. Like if you if you train for a fun run or even like I want to do an ultra marathon at some stage, a hundred yeah. hundred yeah. figure. Yeah. Well, if you train for that and you get like, all right, I've got three months to train and then you wake up one morning, it's cold and it's like, oh, yeah. you get lazy about it because in the back of the mind, your mind, you're like, just worst walk. comes worse, I'll just walk mm. for 100K. Yeah. But this is real world consequences. You wake up every day and like, if I don't put in a training, yeah, I'm right. getting punched in the face yeah. in, in 12 weeks' time. Yeah. And that motivates you to go, I'm going to start. But you're going to get punched in the face in front of a thousand yeah, people. Not a thousand, but, you know, yeah. your friends and family and your loved ones, your kids maybe. And you're a veteran, so I like to think veterans are, you know. There's some pride in that. They've got, you've been through basic training, most people, you know. Uh, well, they all have at some stage. Air Force basic training is probably different to, to Puka. Waffles, but I, waffles at the hotel. <laughs> 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 no offence against Air Force folks there. Anyway, I went. Anyway, so, uh, but I'm just, you know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think it just, yeah, just gets them out. And there's nothing going on like this. The Brits. In England, there's a thing very similar, and it's called uh, veterans fighting or veterans boxing, or something as simple as that. And it's been going for years. Mm. It's the one gym in the one little town in England, and they all train there. And I was looking at it, going, I was, I was going to go reach out for them, get some top tips from them, because they yeah. are just blokes coming in and girls, everyone, and um, they just train them for the same period of time. Actually, the training to- lead up is shorter. But I think 12 weeks is good because, as we know, 12 weeks, you can see a physical difference after 12 weeks, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's and, what and you it, want. It, it, that's why, because it's in here, you know? It'd be that real routine yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah once once lost, you've done it for 12 I've weeks. I've lost 10 kilos and I'm feeling as fit as I've ever been because I'm going to make sure if it comes off that these guys and girls who do this are going to get fit. Yeah. And they're going to be, I'm going to force it down their throat. Well, you want, and you want to, <laughs> yeah. you want to make changes that are going yeah. to be sustainable in life after the, after that's they right. have their fight too. And that's, and otherwise it's too easy to walk 12 away. weeks, you're in that habit. And it's mm. like, once the fight's done, you're not like, oh, job done. I'm going to go back to fucking yeah. sleeping in. And, you, and like, it's oh. legit too. It's a proper amateur bout. Yeah. It's not any bullshit thing like we used to do in the army of just, you know, get in there and punch on, you know, with the, uh, what do they call that? Mad Minute? Or? No, they changed. Well, that was, yeah. Well, but back, back in the, in the day, day, obviously, yeah. they'd do it anymore. And then they changed it to what military self-defense mm. practicing. Yeah, some, some. that was a three-hour bloke. Didn't he get a brain? He dehydrated, got, got knocked in the head and fucking spilled his brain. What, did he try and weight cut before an army fight? I can't remember. And then yeah. they just, yeah, because he, he, he got his head bounced off the, it was a proper fight. Yeah. And yeah, they just they just canned it. And then they tried to, you know, and they I think they tried to keep it alive by getting semi-professional boxers in yeah but you know it's not your mates in there punching on no you know because you get a guy you'd have a grudge with you're like yeah clay i don't really agree with you no you know i want to go on with this and you go right i will six weeks you get a boxing coach and you're both <laughs> gonna fight the yeah. battalion fight night it's great you know but i'm sure they wouldn't do that anymore no no, no, no i got rid of it but this this is you can still do that without the grudge yeah because yeah. you yeah. don't know the beauty of this i think is that i don't know who i'm fighting yeah. And that's like it would be for real if you were having a proper amateur fight. The thing I did when I went to Warrior, it was called that, is that I knew the guy from day one. Mm. So you look around, who am I fighting? And it's got to be him or him. And it was him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not cool because you can't. <laughs> how do you be their friend if you want to kill him in the yeah. ring, you know? <laughs> and um, But this is where you got your trial. We train together and then we can fight the other tribes. And then uh, yeah, I don't know who I'm fighting. The first time I meet the fella is when we walk in that night. I go, holy shit, he looks like a badass, or this would be easy, you know? Yeah. No one, yeah. No one the and other- you know, that's the beauty of fight. You don't know. 
You don't know. Knowing the other two gyms are in yeah. Canberra, though, you reckon you can cook the books and team me up against like a, a major or a lieutenant colonel or some high-ranking. Oh, no, I'll find them. Yeah, find yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be, yeah, yeah, that'd, yeah, be, well, that'd, be well. that'd help my cause. <laughs> 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 Forgot to punch holes through a general would be all right. <laughs> Well, I might have a brigadier. <laughs> the trouble is, they're all getting a bit older. They're old. Fucking, I'm older than them, though. But I'm just thinking, yeah. That's the other thing. I've just got to put it out there. Maybe no one wants to do it. I don't know. Mm. I'm assuming that. Oh, we'll find pl- there's plenty in Sydney. We've already yeah, got the Sydney. But, um, Actually, there's a young Canberra, bloke. Um, Canberra's lots of veterans. There's thousands and thousands. And I'll put the feelers out. But There's a young bloke. He's, his name's Sam. He's, he, I hope he hasn't messaged me back yet. But um, he came. He joined the sub ranch a couple of months ago. And then I, yeah. I was on the day that I was actually pitching this idea to the, yeah. the sub ranch. And he hasn't been back because, I mean, young blokes, you come every couple of months when yeah. you've got time to the RSL. But he's been on my back, young mate. I'm, even if you don't hear from me, when this boxing thing gets real, oh, good. get me in here. So yeah. there's there's plenty of blokes that are keen. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 working it now. Yeah. So after this, after I speak to old mate, I'll um if I get a chance, I'll uh I'll go back and speak to the Lennox Club. So I used to work at the Lennox Club, so I know I'm there yeah, anyway. Right. And another and we, we got, stuff. We got, you're keen to get a couple of chicks in too, aren't you? I want to get as many, 50 50 if I can. Because I've been watching, I mean, mate, not, they'll, they'll destroy you. I saw <laughs> that will destroy me. Don't holy worry about shit, that. mate. I, they, those girls doing the win, you see them on the UFC, it doesn't matter. I'll fuck you up. And now, all the fights I saw with the, the girls fighting, didn't matter what age they were, there was older ones. There was, there was one lady who was about my age, maybe a year younger, and she fought at someone younger because, funny enough, everyone's younger than you. And all the fights were great. And some of the girls weren't sure at the start. And when they got into the cage, holy shit, it's like they flicked the switch, man. Yeah. And you go, I, I was getting teary watching one girl because she was not much and she was always covering up. And it's like she goes, fuck, I'm going to kill this bitch. And she won. Split the switch, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like And that. I was like, and they go, fuck, you get a salad. And then when you talk to the lady, oh, I also want to kill that bitch. Even yeah. though they, she knew her for 20 weeks and they were friends, right? Yep. Yeah. And the other chicks say, oh, I just fucking wanted to kill her. But blokes don't talk like that. But the women, holy shit, mate. And yeah, they're if, like I, baptized, could, if yeah. I could get women doing this, and, the, and we will. Um, I reckon, I reckon that we play, there's a couple. I mean, there's a yeah. couple already. There's a girl we did. I haven't reached out to her yet, but the chick that we did back that we did the yoga thing with. Yeah. She, I reckon she'd be a she'd knock me out. But that's that's I reckon it's the one sport like fighting, fighting in combat sports. Yeah, there are there's a lot of sports out there like rugby and and AFL and that. Yeah, where they're yeah. trying to make the the women's side of it cool. And I mean, yeah, they're struggling. I mean, the Americans tried it first with the NBA, and it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we get it. No one's really wants to watch it. We've got to yeah. make it more entertaining. Yeah, and it's because the skill level from male to female is very different. Yeah. I reckon the UFC is like oh, the fighting mate, ones, no. but I would sit there and watch chicks fight all day. Oh, yeah. It gets a bit weird and when it, you see hot chicks bashing each other. Yeah, it's like, but, I don't know, dude, but. you just, yeah, absolutely. And when they're on the undercard or the, you know, you go, yeah. holy shit, I'm looking forward to this fight. They just go off. Mate. Yeah. And you're just like, Jesus but Christ, i nothing to me. Outside of seeing two <laughs> two women covered in blood, like if you, if you see two chicks, and most yeah. of them are fairly decent looking, and they go in there and you're like, all right, watch, and then they, yeah. their actual technique's amazing. When they're yeah. covered in blood, I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure I could watch this all day because <laughs> it gets a bit weird. But other than that, like their skill level, we actually had, there was a chick um, from Townsville that went, she's fighting in the UFC at the moment, Jess Clark yeah. or Jessie Jess. Jessie Jess. She does, she was doing a bit of ambassador stuff for us. And then watching, I mean, she's not, she's got a bit of work to do. Is to she get, ex- to get up the a military top. person? No, no, she just no. lived she's in Townsville, Townsville and hung out. Yeah, a yeah. lot of the boys trained yeah. at, what was it called? Dog Factory. Yeah. Um, it was a fight oh, up in Townsville. Boys up there. Yeah. 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 
and she trained up there, but she she can throw him. Oh, mate, I wouldn't fight her if I if I could. I mean, I I don't I don't care who you are, male, female, black, white, brindle. If you want to give it a go, give it a go. Yeah. And um, it we're just gonna have to crunch the numbers. If we need more people to do it, we have more fights on the night. Yeah. You know what can we handle? You know, but I'd like to see lots of women do it, and um, even better. Yeah. Because it's you know, yeah, and you'll see a transformation. And I'll guarantee it. Yeah. Even after it, you know. Yeah, I wonder what it's going to do. I mean, I think it's. I think that would help a lot of people. I wouldn't say doing it straight out, but that transition piece, mm. like people transitioning out, having a yeah. purpose, and 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 that would really help. Well, it has to help, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it, it wouldn't help if you hurt yourself, injured yourself through the training because that puts you down to the doldrums. Because we've all been there. But. Uh, Boxing is not too bad because it's all about the shoulders and the movement. And you know what I mean? You're not, we're not doing the ground fight. We're not doing the kicks, right? No, it's just purely punching. Mm, yep. And so the odds of hurting yourself in the training aren't too high. And even if you just came out, you're looking for a purpose, it's a small, it's a small win, little small wins. And after that, you're back on deck, you're feeling fit. And then if you're feeling fit and you're not drinking, like we all drink too much, you know, and then that doesn't help shit, you know. And then uh, but if you're not drinking, you're feeling fit, you might want to keep fighting. You might want to have another fight. Or you might want to just keep going to the gym. Or you might, shit, I want to climb Mount Everest, you know? Yeah, I think it's I, a step I don't know. I just, it's, it's, a stepping, it's a stepping stone, right? I, yeah, it is. Yeah. And I think having, uh, especially someone, down, I mean, down in Canberra, you know, with your networks as well mm. and that piece, because I mean, the transition piece is what Army's really struggling with. Well, then well, Army's not. Army doesn't give a fuck. But um, the transition piece from the the boys are suffering. That we that's what we we did with our. I just segue into off the tribe for a bit. I was talking to my friend, and they mentioned something about uh, what the Americans do. It's called the Greybeard Program, I think. Right, and that's blokes like us who have been out for a while. Complete civilians, no, no ties to the defence, like no reservist ties or anything like that. But from your experience, you just walk back into a training activity in an army barracks and talk to the kids or be involved as a mentor, right? So imagine yeah. going back to your one hour bloke, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, going back to speaking to a platoon at one hour, one of you blokes. Yeah. From 10, 10 years later, and you're still young. Mm. You know, oh, we had the Vietnam vets when I was over in – in the West, right? And you'd come in and you'd talk to the Vietnam guys and they were there, but it wasn't a proper program, right? And I guarantee they don't do that anymore. No. Two reasons, because Vietnam vets are getting on. But it's just too touchy-feely to bring an Afghan vet from 10, 15 years ago in or whatever it is. You, you know what I mean? But yeah. the Americans have got it now because they know that when you leave and your feeling of... I don't know. You you're all special when you're in the in defence force or part of what your job is to do. You felt part of a team, and then you leave, and then you fall into this hole of going, "Well, what am I going to do now?" But it's still in your blood, and you still got a lot to offer because you might have done so many trips overseas or or didn't, but you were great at a certain task within your core or whatever. Why couldn't they bring you back and talk to people? You know, because yeah. it's good for you. Yeah, if you want. Yeah. There'd have to be some. I think that'd work in some fields. You would have yeah. to have that instructor credibility. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, no, you wouldn't get some ass clown rock up. Flock bag, fat ass clown. Because me as a 21-year-old oh, no, digger. Invitation only, I yeah. would dare say. Like they could say, oh, we know, you know, Mex, Mex is like this and bring him in tomorrow. And they go, oh, I've heard about Mex. Yeah, he's a fuckhead. <laughs> no, I've heard about Adrian. Yeah. He's great, you yeah. know. Like, I don't know, fuck him off, you know. Like, yeah. But I think little things like that is what they're missing in, in defence, right? They are, I think it's important because you feel the relevance well, the, the or fact, lack of is the killer. There's two things here. Like, Mark, yeah. Mark I think it's Mark Devine. Someone divine. Yeah, pretty sure it's Mark. He um he started a company called Seal Fit. He's an ex Navy SEAL, started yeah. this organization called Seal Fit. And he was on a podcast the other day and they were talking about uh what is the skill set? If you're a grunt or if you're you're kind of on the tools shooter, like what, what is your mm. skill set that can translate into yeah. to the corporate space or whatever? And he's like, It is the mentoring space. It's it's yeah. like we've got this society now that's so fucking broken and no one no one wants to stand up and, and own their own situation. He's like we need to repurpose these people back into just leadership and yeah. mentoring roles, and that's that's the one thing that we tried to about three years ago. Try to get up to the um, Hot Human Performance Center on, on Labrack Barracks, yeah. and, and deliver some talks like that. Talk for an hour or two, yeah. And then we we the fucking boys that were running it, like sergeants and above that were running it, they were the yeah. ones calling us, going, "We want you to come up and do yeah. these talks." No dramas. Went up there and we're doing it all for free. Yeah. Um, and then we got up there and we found that they're, they're paying all these civvies to come in and do the same shit, like five grand at a time. We're like, yeah. hey, we're a veteran charity. You want to chuck some cash out? Well, you don't have to pay us, but yeah, make exactly. a couple of bucks donate. Exactly. And they're like, no. It went up the chain to like the, the colonel or whatever that was running it. And they're like, they look at you like, oh, if you came from our system, we don't really give a fuck about paying you. No. Nah. But that dude out there that's done nothing yeah. except figure out how to be a good speaker, maybe come in and talk about some nutrition or whatever. They'll pay him five grand. I'm like, there's a fucking problem there. There's a problem because what these yeah. young diggers need they is need people see, within their own the, tribe. That's right. Who have, like their and speak, elders. Speak to speak, mate. Exactly. And they all sit there and you, you get, it's the same as yeah. mandatory training. You get a bloody PT or a d- nutritionist in, the boys are asleep in 15 minutes. Yeah. You get someone who's been there and done that and they're like, I'm fucking going to listen to this because mm. I'm going to actually, it's where I want to go in life. Yeah. I'm going to learn from it. Yeah. And I, I think that's important for everybody. Absolutely. And especially in Defence Force now with, you know, it, it, like we talk from our background, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an arms core and it's all about taking it to the bad guy. Like, yeah, I'm just worried about the experience fade. Yeah, it's happen. gone. It's, it's, every year it's getting worse and worse. Well, Tim and, Kennedy was talking about yeah. and so were the young diggers that went from Australia to the Afghan yeah, um, yeah. airport when it was collapsing. Mm. Like, there was no experienced soldiers on the no. wall. And then it was, I think it was Tim when he was talking about the American stuff. It's like we had this, we could have had you you made any veteran that was over there ten years ago. You ring him up and go, hey, we yeah. need you to come back in and take a team. You'd fucking no. you'd be killing your yeah, mates yeah, to get a chance at the job. Like we always did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but and they yeah. went over there and they had they had fucking young green diggers watching kids get drowned in puddles because yeah. there was just a human panic. And it's like there was no experience there to go. You're allowed to shoot that dude. You're not. You're allowed to just no. be comfortable. This is how we. This is how we've controlled it in the past. Yeah. And the, every Western nothing, Defense mate. Force has done twenty years of of, of war fighting and, and experience gaining, and then they've just started dumping and it straight like away. And they purged everybody. Yeah. Because it's not politically correct to be have. good at war fighting yeah. anymore. Yep. Yeah. So that, this is it's but this wh- is ancient but, Rome. But even just not me, but other guys like us who. Done stuff relevant to what they're doing now. That the senior NCOs have done nothing because it's just how it is. Because they got rid of the other guys and 
And then those guys have to step up and they probably didn't want to get promoted for another three or four years, but here they are running the show mm. with no experience, but that's not their fault. That's just how it is. So they're basing, basing all their experience on, um, uh, what do you call it? Doctrine. Yeah. Yeah. And a few, you know, there might be some coming spin a worry about because there'd be that crusty old bloke still getting around one RAR who did, you know, a couple of trips overseas and whatever. Yeah, Maybe there yeah. isn't. Ma, I think there's one dude. Like, there's <laughs> no, one I, guy. I mean, I don't know what it was like. But in... why couldn't you get the dudes in to come and talk again? Like the, the greybeards, mate. Yeah. Yep. Grey they're not even a great name beards. for it too. You know? It's a great name for it. Well, but, anyway, that's that's anyway. That's I don't know thing. what it was like in, in like over West, but, but when um when the regular army started getting trips, mm. they were force-feeding warrant officers and stuff to get on there just, just to get some kind of – because there was no experience. Yeah. There. You had, you had diggers that had been in for four years that had gongs coming. They needed a fucking yeah. two layers of them. And then you got these warrant officers and, and, and junior officers that had done. And so they're just going on trips to try and build yeah. some experience. And they're like, I thought they'd learn the lesson and go, mm. maybe we shouldn't let that happen again. Maybe we should keep some couple of people around that have got some knowledge to pass on. Yeah. We're, we're back at square. And I used to say to the boys, like the old, um, not not to spin fear stories, but the old threat of China coming and yeah, attack yeah. with like, Billion people, they've got all this money and all these soldiers yeah. in their army. Everyone's like, oh, on paper they look really good. But in reality, they're like a footy team who hasn't fucking – they've been training for yeah. 10 years. They haven't Which played we, a game. That's the analogy we used to use 20 years ago before yeah. all this other shit. But now, now the footy team's gone again. Now both now. teams, if they come yeah. over here, both teams are going to be like, oh, we know how to train. We don't really know how to play the game. <laughs> and we're, we'll be starting from scratch. Yeah. But now I think that's – it goes and it's all the same thing, isn't it? Hoops like, and random. Bit of po- bit of purpose, bit of this, bit of that. It's just um Well because yeah. uh Paul Warren, so when Paul Warren, he, he's uh, one of our ambassadors, so he stood on an AP mine and blew he lost his leg and killed Benny when yeah. the main charge went off. And uh so he was he come back and him and Tomo and a couple of wounded guys from One Area. Mm. And obviously this was like first one of the first war fighting trips for One Area, mm. two thousand and you know. Whenever it was, 2009, I think we w- went back. And they got back and they had no idea how to handle these wounded soldiers. They're like, mm. well, you can be in the army, but, and, and they just, it was really clunky how they handled the whole situation. And all this experience, they learned how to deal with wounded soldiers and how to keep them motivated and maintained and keep them like in the family unit. And they've lost it all. And yeah. and we're like it's gonna they're gonna do it again like yeah, those boys bang again. their heads against the wall yeah just just need to be relevant if you don't want to be involved in the battalion don't do it yeah. you know what I mean but they could be saying hey do you want to come back and help us out with this or we're doing this or keep that because the brotherhood right yeah as soon as you leave it that's that's the problem yeah. as far as one problem there's a lot of problems well but. I think that's one of the biggest ones and that's yeah. why Sebastian you're gonna touch on it so well we tried yeah. and I, that's why I think his boxing thing's gonna be a, yeah. a hit and it's, if if we can get it to the point. Where it's just an always it's an ongoing thing forever. Mm. There'll be young diggers getting out, going. Oh, that's that's how we, I'm going to stay involved, yeah. stay connected. I'm going to go and join this boxing club. Yeah, it's easy. Oh, it's we perfect. Could, you know, my let's call it a dream. <laughs> yeah. If this pilot comes, well, that's why I kept it simple because we keep it simple, right? If it comes off and it's successful, we'll spread it to Brisbane. We'll go to Townsville. Yeah. We'll go to Perth. We'll go to all these other places in Melbourne, and we'll. Just keep building on it. Not till it's crazy, but just enough to have a couple a year. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And we don't need to, but it's all, you know, it's under your banner, so it's all great. And it's just one of those things. I love things, it, mate. mate. Oh, yeah. let's go. 
And I, I think you will. I think you'll you'll see as soon as the pilot's done and we get a bit of content yeah. and put it out there, there'll be people putting their hands mm. up. Yeah, I want this in every base location around the country. Yeah, it's it's. I think so. Yeah. It's just it's just a simple thing. It's just boxing. Yeah, and that's why I called it tribe. I got fighting for veterans. I don't put boxing for veterans because maybe you want to evolve it into mixed martial arts later. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because which is even more fun, I reckon. Yeah, it's that's just harder, hard. but yeah. it's well, so training. Getting amateurs, I'm like, yeah, you could be your amateur. You could teach yeah. them how to throw hands in 12 weeks, and then they yeah. go in four seconds in, they're getting choked out. It's yeah, like, yeah, oh, fuck, we've got yeah. To start again. But that's why you do a 20 week program with the MMA or longer 22, yeah. whatever. But yeah. you just need the trainers, you know. Yeah, but maybe there are folks who are willing to put their hands. I reckon hand there up is. I mean, we still got a couple. Um, there's MMA gyms, right? And, and there's there's some really good emerging kind of UFC fighters from Australia too. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I'm sure they'd love to get involved. Yeah. Let them know what it's yeah. for. But just for technical shit here and there. But you know, but uh, but that's later on down the track. But we'll keep it simple. With keep it simple. The boxing and yeah, because most blokes won't be able to skip. You know, that's gonna be part. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's you got to start. That's true. All, all I'm worried you know about is punch in there. Like, I never can't. skip before. Oh, at the end of twelve, at least I'll learn how to skip. <laughs> It'll be that Rocky Balboa movie. Yeah, like, no, you got too be... much arthritis. We're just going to build hurting bombs. <laughs> it'll, be like, it'll be like kids fresh off the bus at Kapuka trying to march. Like, <laughs> I can't even skip, mate. How are you supposed that's to throw part of it? Yeah. But anyway, no, that's about it, really. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, okay. I'm going to – this is what I do now, so apart from the other random things, but this is my main effort, so. Yeah, gold. Yeah. Well, mate, thanks for coming on and, and having a yarn about it. And we'll use this and we'll uh, – I mean, the support's already there. Mm. So excited to get someone of your calibre, mate, to come on board and, and get behind this sort of stuff. Brilliant, mate. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, and appreciate we'll, it. Appreciate it. Go have a beer. Yeah.